cancer and Christmas. In many ways, those two words do not seem to go together. And yet, perhaps we can leverage the good cheer of Christmas to have an impact on kind of the gloom and doom of cancer and to live our lives with hope about a future that is has that is full of possibilities. Here on episode number 24 of the Cancer and Comedy Podcast, myself, Dr. Brad Miller, and my co-host Deb Creer talk about Christmas and cancer and how to cope with it. And I hope that you'll find this beneficial to you. I was first diagnosed with cancer at Christmas time of 2022 and have found a way through this podcast to leverage my cancer situation, my ministry experience, my doctoral degree in transformational leadership, and my love of comedy and podcasting to serve you. We do that right here, right now, at Christmas 2023. So if you're ready to have a little bit of Christmas cheer to help you to fight against the grimness of cancer, this is the place to be. So listen on, my friend. Listen on. Cancer got you down? Pretty grim, huh? How about a show that turns the grim into a grin? Way to go. You made it here to the Cancer and Comedy Podcast, the show to lift you up with hope and humor that heals. Hey there, Lifter Uppers. I'm Deb Creer, the co-host of Cancer and Comedy with a big Merry Christmas, a wonderful Happy Hanukkah and Happy Holidays to all of our friends who are devoted to the belief that when it comes to cancer, a cheerful part is good medicine. We do that on Cancer and Comedy by focusing on stories of healing through hope and humor, or as we like to call that, turning the grim into a grin. During the holidays, we focus on good cheer to be sure, but we are very well aware that this can be a very tough time for many of us to cope with cancer. So let's talk about it. Today on Cancer and Comedy, we talk about cancer and Christmas. Here is the host of Cancer and Comedy, Dr. Brad Miller. Hey, hey, thank you, Deb. Thank you, Deb. And a blessed Christmas and holiday season to you and to all of our good folks here on our Cancer and Comedy, our Lifter Uppers. This is the this is the podcast where we look to turn the grim of cancer into the grin of celebrating life, which is certainly a piece of the holiday season to turn our sorrow and smiles. We did want to remind our lifter uppers that if you are dealing with depression here at the holiday season or sadness or anything impacted to a cancer diagnosis or maybe somebody in your family impacted by cancer or any other devastating disease, for that matter, we believe that we can help. We have a free course. It's called the Healing with Hope and Humor course, or HHH. It's about 15 minutes a day for, for five days. And it's a course that we believe can help you cope with hope and help you develop your credo to help you develop to get through the whole process of coping with cancer. You can find out more about that by going to cancerandcomedy.com slash free. But Deb, here at the holiday season, one of the things that happens is that families get together. 
sometimes that's a wonderful and great thing, and sometimes there's some tension at it. I don't know about you, but I've got some I got some oddball family members. I I don't think you do. Oh no, not at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got I don't know if you have your family like this or not. But I have Aunt Judy and Uncle Rudy. And Aunt Judy and Uncle Rudy, they are both have a fiery temper. And they both are light-complected people with fiery red hair. Have you ever been with people who just, they just seem like they just love to argue for the sake of arguing? You know, you know what I mean by that? They just. Oh, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. And these two are at it, at it all the time, all the time. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's about the food they have or about what television show to watch or anything else. They just, you know, if, if Rudy says uh, up, uh, Judy says down, you know, if, uh, if uh, Judy says black, uh, Rudy says white, whatever it is. They go at it tooth and nail, and they just are really a trip to be around. Spent some time visiting with them over the holiday time here. And as we're visiting with them, things are relatively calm when it starts precipitating outside. And there's a little, you know, a little bit of precipitation on the window, the big picture window there of the house. And, and look outside. Judy says, well, look. It's snowing. Of course, Judy says that. And Rudy says, no, it's raining. And that takes off to this giant fight. Judy says, it's snowing. And Rudy says, it's raining. And the rest of us are kind of just going, watching, just kind of staying low to keep the, try to stay out of the way. And they're yelling and screaming at at each other. And Judy says, it's snowing. Rudy says, it's raining. And then back and forth. Judy Snow, Rudy Rain. And finally, Rudy stops, steps up and he gets right in the face of Judy. And he says, Judy, I've had enough. I know what I'm talking about. Because Rudolph the Red knows reindeer. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm a redhead, so I'm not sure how to take that. But I'll take it in the holiday spirit and let it slide. Well, as we said, today we're going to talk about coping with cancer at the Christmas holiday. And following that conversation, you're going to want to stick around for Dr. Brad's bad joke of the day. Yep, we have more. And our faith it or break it segment. And of course, our listener lifter stories. Did you know that you can be part of an upcoming episode of Cancer and Comedy with your uplifting story on how you're crushing cancer with hope and humor? Just go to cancerandcomedy.com slash voice message and tell your story. We're all about uh, telling stories here at Cancer and Comedy. We'd like to say we're telling stories about hope and humor. And Christmas time is certainly a time of telling stories, family stories. It may be silly, dumb, stupid stories like I told about Rudy and Judy, or they can be other stories that are impacted by the things that happen to us, including when we are impacted uh, by cancer. Uh, Deb, you've been dealing with cancer for quite a while in your life. You like to term yourself a cancer warrior, and I love that that term. And yet I was, and I know it's been, I can't remember, you've said a few times how many years you've been dealing with cancer, but it's been several years now. That first Christmas time or that first holiday season, kind of after this became real for you about cancer, tell us a little about how that impacted your life. 
Sure. You know, it, it was definitely a challenge. I was diagnosed in 2015 and had my first big rounds of chemo on October 30th. Felt just fine, gave out trick-or-treat things the next day, and then ended up with catastrophic complications. I went into the hospital the first part of November and was there over Thanksgiving. That's not a fun place to be over Thanksgiving. In and out of ICU, multiple surgeries. You know, if it could go wrong, it did. And then I, I had to go, when they discharged me from the hospital, I had to go to a rehab facility because, you know, when you're, I, I needed to learn how to walk again and, and do some various things. So I'm at the facility and I said something about going home for Christmas. And they said, oh, no, no, you're here until January. And I said, oh, no, I'm not. And, and they said, well, it really is up to you. And so I made it my goal that I would be home in time for Christmas. And so they discharged me on December 23rd. So I was home for Christmas. Thank heavens for Amazon overnight delivery, because that's how I did all my Christmas shopping. But it was just so important to me to be home for Christmas. And I think that's probably one of the things that so many people deal with is they just want to be home. Well, let me just let me just follow up with this. How was home for Christmas that year? Was there, was there you know, you did, you talked about the shopping piece of it, but how was home life experience to be that well, year? Well, my husband, bless him, had decorated, you know, clearly not nearly as much as, as what we normally do, but he had decorated. He made it as festive as possible. I don't remember what we ate. I don't know if we had, you know, turkey, ham, whatever, anything like that. But it really was just the fact that I was home after being in the hospital for over seven weeks. I mean, it was just, it was probably too soon. I probably should not have gone home because it, it was a challenge. But like I said, I was going to do anything I possibly could to get home because Christmas at home just has such special memories and feelings. Home for the holidays is kind of, is a phrase that we use that's that's not just trite, is it? it mean, it's meaningfulness to to be home. I know my Christmas story around cancer is pretty fresh for me in the sense of we're talking here in Christmas time, holiday time of 2023, and I was going going through the diagnosis process mm -hmm. right around Christmas time last year of 2022. Mm -hmm. And in fact, went through the rig and roll of tests basically in October, November, and early December, and was expecting to had a meeting with my doctor mid-December, and but I got the final call actually two days after Christmas, December 27th. But so I was on at home for Christmas and doing the Christmas things, feeling relatively good, but this thing hanging over my head. I knew, you know, the more than likely this diagnosis was coming down and I was kind of in a state of denial. I was kind of like this, you know, let get through the holidays. Let, let's, Let's figure it out, you know, get through the house. Maybe just maybe everything will be cool. Everything will, won't happen that mm -hmm. that way. It ha happened with the bad news. Maybe there'll be some a Christmas miracle, as it were. And we got the phone call on the 27th, right after two days after uh, Christmas, the Monday after Christmas holiday. Uh, and it was pretty devastating. Uh, and I was I was still a lot of denial regarding that. It made me think a lot about. That Christmas, I had a real awareness 
of this thing above my head. I was thinking about family experiences of that Christmas, thinking, well, what is this store for Christmases to come, you know, or will they even be there, this type, this type of thing. And uh, so that was pretty devastating time. And lots of people talk a lot of times about the Christmas blues and all that kind of thing. And I call it for my case, it was kind of the Christmas cloud. I wasn't feeling depressed, but it was just kind of like hanging over my head and it, because it wasn't a confirmed thing yet. The thing that kind of got me through that a day, couple of days after got the diagnosis, got together with my two granddaughters who uh, and at ages five and two at the time. And then they were, we went out to bowling and some other arcade stuff with them. And we went to a McDonald's restaurant and got them happy meals and stuff. And they were just giggling, laughing and playing and, and having a great time. And I just could envision them as a young women of 21 and 18, and I, you know, I wanted to be there. So that's kind of the impetus of my hope about that and became really a significant portion of what I wanted to do, significant things, and include this, pod, include this podcast, try to be helpful to people with, with hope and humor. But, you know, depression and the Christmas blues, the holiday blues, that's a real thing, isn't it, Deb? It definitely is. And I think we need to acknowledge that. Part of what we do is we deflect it. We, you know, people, how you doing? And we say we're fine. And I think it's definitely something something that we need to watch because if it is very serious, then please, folks, take the steps that you need to get help, you know, and and because it, it could just, you know, really spiral out of control. And so, you know, we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. But we also need to give ourselves kind of that grace to know that, you know, we're going to feel a little bit bad. We're not going to be happy, happy. It's Christmas, joy, joy. And it, and that's okay. Not every not everybody's life is a Hallmark movie, which I don't know how right. many there are. I don't know how many Christmas movies well, there are this have year. One plot. <laughs> you know, they all have one plot. It's kind of funny because you turn out, I mean, look, literally there is, you know, Christmas, everything that you can possibly think of. And it's kind of kind of funny to see that. But everything has a happy ending and everything has a little bit of tension here. But, you know, in the end, the things things work out. But there there's real life stuff to deal with. You can have frustration to sit in. You know, you could have a, a sense of missing out. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're not able to go do a lot of the stuff that you normally would do. If your physical health is a problem mm -hmm. here for that type of thing. You could kind of have a grief at missing not only physical grief of a loss, but kind of loss of experiences. Yeah, for instance, you mentioned the shopping experience about how you had to do all your shopping on Amazon overnight. Well, whatever experiences you had, it was obviously that was different than whatever your experience was before. You had to shift shift that kind of thing. And for some of us, it could be a very loneliness can be very mm -hmm. pervasive during this this. This time of year. What have you done? There's been a few years since that first Christmas. Tell me about how that's kind of a, how you've coped with it or managed with it since that first time around. Well, I think, you know, we all have, in, in many cases, our family traditions, right? And so I think as fast as you can get back to doing your normal life, I think that's one of the things that, that you know, is, is so important. But I think it is important to, you know, go back to saying, okay, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to get through this, whatever it is. Again, give yourself grace to do what it is, you know, don't overdo. But it was very important to me to do 
what we always had done, which is to go visit my mother. You know, she'll be 91 this year. And so, of course, we're planning a trip to see her. But it is, you know, it, it is a matter of, you know, doing that. But I think there's also, you appreciate things more, you know, and even if it's just the lights twinkle a little bit more, the carolers don't sound quite so off key, you know, and, and I think, you know, for, for many people, it is truly remembering the reason for the season. Yes. I think that's very well, very well said to maintain those traditions best you can. And I think it's also gives opportunity to maybe do a few things differently or to see things a little differently as and not take things for granted. For instance, I'll speak for myself on that one. It's not too, too often part of the grief for me, a little bit of the grief and also not take things for, for granted was uh, for me. A lot, a lot of our listeners know I was a pastor for 43 years. So for 43 years, that also meant, you know, lots of activities at Christmas. Really, that was my busy time of year and Advent and Christmas and lighting the Advent wreath and things of that nature and worship services and Christmas Eve candlelight services, all kinds of things were part of life. And I also had retired last year, so I didn't have any of that kind of thing going on either. A lot of that went by the wayside because I was just so consumed in my own personal pity party a little bit and we didn't didn't have to didn't have that task in front of me to keep to keep me busy so i have to this year i've kind of re rethought and replaced a few of those things first of all i'm active i'm no longer a pastor and i am active in a church and that's good in terms of being a participant and giving myself a little grace that way and so we do a, a, our own family Advent wreath, which has been important uh, to us to do, and a little more meaningfulness in a personal family way with my wife and I to do that in some regards than having to do it as a part of a responsibility. So I'll just share those type of things. Also, in our family, we decided to do something a little different here because I just, I'm really in this mode, Deb, about not wanting to lose time or not wanting to lose experiences. So we're taking a f family vacation this Christmas time, a family vacation. That means my three adult children and my grandchildren. Vacations over Christmas time before when the kids were little and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. But this is where we're going to rent. You know, we're not traveling too far away. We're traveling about five, six hours away and renting a cabin to Smoky Mountains for several days. And that'll be a lot of fun. But it yeah. seems like all the... Everybody's coming together from different parts of the of the country, and we're getting together. And everybody seems to be looking forward to it, which is good. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to it as a little break of pattern for us and to get together and spend some Christmas time there because it's, it's just that sense of precious, preciousness. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. We, we really realize time is limited. Sense of this is real. This is finite. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, so. I, I love your sense of keeping the traditions going, but I think maybe a place to creating new traditions. Right. New ones. Yep. And there's things that, that you can do. And I think is about that. What do you think are some ways that people can help uplift their spirits if they're in that low place? So maybe they can be kind of proactive about it. You know, they, some ways that they can take action. Well, I think, you know, as, as we mentioned, you have to give yourself grace and realize that it's going to be different, you know, and, and even if you have an absolutely fabulous outcome, things are still going to be different, you know, and, and so realize that, but also realize that 
things might have changed. You know, you, you might, especially depending on if say you're in treatment or some things like that, you might not be able to do everything you wanted to do. You know, you mentioned, you know, being a pastor, that's, you know, that is definitely a 24 seven job at, at Christmas time. And so you might have to say, I need help. Or maybe it's, you know what, I can't cook the Christmas dinner. I need somebody to help this year. You know, and, and that's okay because maybe that's the new tradition that you're starting is that somebody else does ham and, you know, and, and you're, you're just kind of doing those things. So it's, it's okay to realize things are going to be different. We could say no to certain things and maybe say yes to certain things and do some things just kind of differently, such as Christmas time we th- and the holiday season, think about gifts and giving and that type of thing. But be really mindful about the gifts that you have been given of relationships, experiences of things like that. So be grad, be grateful about it. You know, we've talked to some of our guests in the past about having gratitude journals and things like this, but uh, be grateful about that. Maybe break out the pictures or the videos from Christmas's past and kind of appreciate those moments, those moments when in time that pictures uh, represent take action by either Maybe sending a photograph or sending a video to, video to someone that that you know, or maybe a you know a card or a letter or a Facebook post, a Christmas letter, things like that. Be I, I guess you know be proactive about it is one of the things that I think. Give yourself a break, but be proactive in how you serve other people. Yeah, you know, and I think it's also wise to maybe slow down. You know. One of the things that that we do is we go from here to here to here to here to that, you know, this house and, and all those things. And for a healthy person, we wear ourselves out. You know, and, and so it's, it's like you said, maybe you need to say no and just, you know, explain to folks, I would love to come to your house for eggnog, but it's just not in the cards today. You know, and and so it's OK. And and when you slow down, then that is where you're going to go. OK. Now we're going to look at the family photo albums. We're going to tell the stories. You know, when you're decorating the tree, where did that ornament come from? As opposed to just, we got to do it as fast as we can because we have to go on to the next project. Well said, well said. You know, there, there are stories and traditions around certain things that mm-hmm. we have and or places that are important as well. But those, whether they're memories of that mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. present circumstances, they they can be celebrated. I think it's important we also say here, though, that we need to be proactive in those things as well. But there may be a point for some of us that the Christmas blues and depression can be problematic to the point that we just need to say to some folks, okay, you maybe you need to seek professional help. Maybe you need therapy or something beyond these things we're talking about here today that you may need to do that. And what do you think are some of the kind of the warning signs or some things that people can kind of look for or family members can kind of look for in others or perhaps in themselves that that we can be mindful of? Well, you know, I think we need to really be thinking about what our mindset is. You know, are we thinking, you know, it, it's one thing to say, oh my gosh, this is really difficult this year. It's another one to say, I am such a burden. My family would be better without me, you know, and 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 pay attention when people are telling you those things. You know, are they are they just saying, you know, I'm I'm sorry that you're having to deal with this or are they really making comments that concern you, you know, and 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 let people know, you know, especially if you're the family, the friends, that it's okay 
to feel those feelings and there's nothing wrong with it. And there's certainly nothing wrong with reaching out and asking for help. You know, I think this time of year is, is, as we know, one of the biggest times for depression. So it is, it is okay for people to say, you know what, I need some help, you know, and, and even, you know, whether it's a mental health professional, in many cases, it is, you know, a minister, a pastor, somebody like that. Sometimes it's just some friends and, and, you know, but let people know you, it's a safe place. You can talk to me about it. And we want to be a place here at Cancer and Comedy where people can find a resource of help, mm-hmm. but also help point them to the right uh, places mm-hmm. uh, as well during the holiday season, all seasons, because we're all about healing first and foremost with with hope and humor. And so I think that's part of what we want to share here today is just a a message that conveys that. So what kind of a Christmas message or wish would you convey to our cancer and comedy lifter uppers here? You know, I think remember that you are loved. You are special. You know, we, no matter what you're going through, we love you. You know, we thank you so much for being our listener lifters. And, you know, it's, we just want everybody to have a wonderful, safe holiday season. Mm. I, I echo that, uh, Deb, and just uh, I think of the theme, some of the themes around Christmas time, holiday time, and I've mentioned about lighting the Advent candle, which is something in my Christian tradition, and in other traditions like candles, and many mm-hmm. many traditions have a sense of these qualities that mm-hmm. I think are important. And I'll just share they are they are faith, and they are joy, and they are peace, and they are love, and they are hope. Those are some of the themes that really come around this. And those are all things to uplift us, aren't they? They are things to uplift us. And cancer is all about destruction and doom and gloom and darkness. And here at the Cancer Comedy Podcast, we want to help people shift from doom and gloom and darkness to something that brings joy. Now, we believe humor and humor and laughter brings us joy, but uh, many other things do as well. And certainly this time of year gives us uh, that opportunity and you know, like we'd like to say, a cheerful, a cheerful heart is good medicine. So I, for one, I know, Deb, you join me in wishing all of our cancer and comedy uh, lifter-uppers, uh, just uh, whatever your tradition is, a blessed Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, any holidays that you uh, lift up, we uh, wish them well and uh, just a, a blessedness in, the, in their life in every way, don't We do, you know, and I, I would be remiss as a Seinfeld fan to not say, remember the Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> right? Well, yep. Yep. On that note, it is time for our cancer and comedy segment, Dr. Brad's Bad Joke of the Day. Here's a story about last minute Christmas shopping. Teddy the Tightwad didn't have a gift for his wife, and it was Christmas Eve. He ran into the department store right to the perfume counter. And he said, I need a Christmas gift for my wife. Can you help me? The sales clerk reached uh, from under the counter and brought out a bottle of beautiful perfume. And it cost $100. Teddy says, oh, no, that is way too much. Do you have anything else that's, that's less expensive than that? And the sales clerk said, sure, I can help you. She pulled out another bottle, a little smaller bottle from, from underneath the counter. It cost $50. Teddy at the time said, no way, I can't afford that. Do you have anything uh, less expensive than that? So the sales clerk pulled out a bottle from underneath the counter, and it cost $25. And Teddy the tight, what's, oh, that is still too expensive. 
By now, the, the sales clerk was getting a little bit exasperated, and Teddy was getting a little upset, too. So she pulled out a small bottle. She, she said, this bottle is on sale for $1.99. Today, the type was said, lady, maybe you didn't hear me. I want something really cheap. The sales clerk reached underneath the counter and pulled out a mirror and held it up to Teddy the Taiwan's face. Let's now turn to Dr. Brad's Faith It or Break It segment. In our Faith It or Break It segment on this special Christmas episode, I wanted to share with you one of my favorite and most heartwarming Christmas stories that I was introduced to and wanted to share it with you. It's called The Christmas Tapestry comes from a book written by a woman named Patricia Polacco. It's a great story to tell about faith and about having hope no matter what. It's a story of unity during the holiday season and it revolves around a boy named Jonathan, whose family and his dad was a pastor of a Christian household and their efforts to reunite a long-separated Jewish couple during Christmas time, during Christmas Eve. The story is about Jonathan's father, a Baptist minister, who really relocates his family to Detroit, and they have a challenge to acclimate to their new surroundings. And Jonathan actively supports his dad in preparing the church for Christmas Eve. When an unexpected problem occurs, a big crash of ice comes through the actual the actual wall of the church and creates a hole in the wall right in the sanctuary. And Jonathan and his father uh, venture out and scrape together a little bit of money to buy a tapestry to conceal the damage of the wall so they can have their Christmas Eve service. And while, when, while waiting at a bus stop, an incredible event of serendipity occurs when an elderly woman offers them a cup of tea as they are waiting for the bus in a snowstorm. And they engage in a conversation and it is revealed that the tapestry that they had purchased was created by the woman as a chupa or a wedding gift for her husband-to-be during the era prior to World War II. And it was a poignant symbol of her union with her husband for their wedding. And they were separated during World War II by the Holocaust. In fact, it was thought that the husband was lost in the Holocaust. But on Christmas Eve, as repairs were being made to the church to patch up the hole, a worker who was responsible for the task of repairing the hole, recognizes the chupa or the tapestry, which was put over the hole. And astonishingly, incredibly, miraculously, he is the long lost husband who was believed to have perished during the Holocaust. And the couple, the old woman and the old man, are incredibly, joyously reunited. And this incredible story is all about how Jonathan, in that moment, when people were brought together in an, un- in an incredible set of circumstances, and the universe came together and unfolds as it should. 
So in the story, Christmas, Tapest, Christmas Tapestry, uh, the author illustrates power of love and kindness and the unexpected that brings people together, that uh, overcomes all differences, cultural, religiously, otherwise. And my encouragement to you is to keep hope, keep hope alive, be faithful, be a kind person, be a loving person, be a sharing person, be a generous person. And you never know whether you have cancer or some other malady in your life, all those good things that you give to others are going to be rewarded to you in some form or another. Maybe it'll be in some form of a miracle regarding your cancer. Maybe it'll be something else. But the world comes together in a good way. And what the, the message of, of the faith that will break it message is, is do not be broken by circumstances of life, but continue to be a man or a woman of faith it, don't let it break you, and continue to have hope. That's what we do here at Cancer and Comedy. We're all about sharing uplifting stories like the Christmas tapestry for people like you to have healing with hope and humor. That's our Faith It or Break It segment for Christmas. Lifter Uppers, the time has come to bring this special holiday episode of Cancer and Comedy to a close. This is the season for good cheer, and we trust that a message of healing with hope and humor has brought you some joy. You can join those of us who are turning the grim into grins by sharing your uplifting story of overcoming cancer at cancerandcomedy.com slash voice message. You can also keep up with everything Cancer and Comedy through our Cancer and Comedy Chronicles. Just go to newsletter.cancerandcomedy.com. Well, that's it for now. Please join us next time on the Cancer and Comedy Podcast. And if you like what you hear, please pass this podcast on to someone in your life who needs to turn their grim into a grin. For Dr. Brad Miller, I'm Deb Creer, wishing you the happiest and most hopeful holiday season ever and remind you that a cheerful heart is good medicine. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Cancer and Comedy Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Make sure you visit our website, cancerandcomedy.com, where you can follow the show and get our newsletter, like what you hear? Then tell a friend about Cancer and Comedy, the show that lifts your spirits with hope and humor that heals. Until next time, keep turning the grim into a grin. <laughs>